Nintendo. Nintendo Voice Chat for the week of April 7th, 2016. I am Jose Otero, and this is IGN's Nintendo Show. Joining me once again is Brian Altano. And a man who's about to go on vacation, so we had to record a day early. Per Schneider. Oh, you speak German, huh? Willkommen. Willkommen. Yeah, yeah, very nice. This is good. Yeah. This is good. Oh, my God. Das ist eine Gurke. <laughs> it feels like I'm home. That means... Does this, I, Wait, I am a pickle. No, there is. I don't know what that means, but there is a child listening. I took German for two German. years. That's yeah. all I remember. That's beautiful. Really? Yeah. All right. So we are here to talk about our regular episode. But first, since Pear was on his way out the door, about to get on a plane to New York, City. we decided to talk about Star Fox. Since Good a big embargo, li- embargo lifted here on the site, you can find a preview, a couple of videos that uh, I helped put together, and. Uh, Obviously, there are limitations to what we could say. We're not going to spoil everything for you here. But no review yet, right? No review until later this month. Okay. That's right. Good, good thing to point that out. Um, this game comes out on April 22nd in the States. I think April 21st in Japan. But here we are, right? So Star Fox is, is in our hands. We've all taken it home to play it. Mm-hmm. Let's go around the room and talk about it. Uh, I, do you, would you like to kick things off? Yeah, sure. Or would you like to kick things off? No, no okay, kick things off. So I, I, played a, I played a decent amount I of disagree. it. I disagree. Okay, no, keep going. Wrong! Yeah. Uh, a couple hours so far. I haven't <laughs> finished it yet. I've just mostly been playing through the same few missions early on with okay. a couple different people. I've been playing some single player, some multiplayer, uh, some with the retro R-Wing that Per and I actually just got to check out a little while ago. Yep. Um, and I like it. It's cool. I think the um, my immediate pushback was that the control scheme is not instantly understandable yeah. it's something that it's it's something that you will get good at and it'll something you will get comfortable with but if you're looking for that sort of which is weird because it's antithetical to the kind of understanding that i have as star fox is a pick up and play arcade game mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and that's some work yeah and that's mm-hmm. in there right it takes some some finagling i guess yeah. um and i think one of the things that jose pointed out to me that's really stuck with me is the babysitting the uh what's what's the exact terminology you've said about mm-hmm. the the reticle how it basically oh, yeah no it's so basically um well and this took me two hours to kind of finally wrap my brain around the control scheme as it is so i feel a lot more confident when it than when i started but at first the thing you'll notice most even if you use most of the control like someone like me coming from splatoon is that your hands and where that reticle is is constantly something that you feel is a little off center and so you're resetting it right yeah. you're you're recalibrating it to quickly be at that center um and this happens for a couple of reasons right you get wrapped up in that action you end up thinking your hands are in the same position but they're actually a little off right um and it registers even like if you tilt diagonally which i tried right i, I just shifted part of the gamepad up and to the right and maybe a little forward and you see the reticle shoot up in a specific manner yeah. um and so that becomes a lot of how the first hour unfolds where it's like oh let me recalibrate oh yeah. let me recalibrate it's a lot it of rem- thinking of that. You it know? reminds me of Z-targeting, though, in a way, right? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. when you're playing a game like uh, like Zelda and you're fighting with someone, you beat an enemy, you see another enemy, you Z-target again to lock on. It's yeah. like you're resetting your viewpoint. Only here it's the reticule that you're, you're, you're trying to align. And I noticed that, too. I'd be playing on the couch and, like, leaning back. And then before I know it, like, I'm, I'm like, forcing myself to hold the gamepad in a 
weird position. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh no, okay, I'm gonna bring it back down and hit the push the thumbstick yeah. into to reset. I got used that to that very good. quick. Yeah, and yeah, it's, same. It becomes intuitive. I love how they did it. Um, I think some more casual players will not know that exists and not understand that and mm-hmm. may run into some issues where they're trying to compensate for the M. And like that wasn't my issue with the control setup. I'm still. You know, after having played through the game, I still feel a little weird about the two-screen setup. Yeah, yes. I have to admit, it's like it never clicked to me the way in like Splatoon, like the motion controls clicked, right? Yeah. Like Splatoon, I'm like, I don't want to do motion controls. I kept playing it, I kept switching back and forth. I'm like, yeah, yeah. you know, Nintendo's right. It is better with motion controls. In Star Fox, I'm like, if you got rid of the gamepad, it'd still be good. It will, and honestly, I think it'd be less confusing in some of the missions. Sure, sure, yeah. and I think that was Splatoon the big epiphany hits because, at least for me, the the context ended up being, wow, I'm actually a lot more efficient if I could just quickly swing my aim around to paint the floor, yeah. essentially, yeah. especially if you're just playing that regular mode, right? Versus if you're playing something like ranked play, where you have to have a little more precision aiming. And so the difference here is that Star Fox is more about precision aiming, and so that's why you'll be recalibrating, you'll be trying to just make sure your hands are in a comfortable and, and good position. The levels themselves, I mean, last thing I'll add about the controls is just that once you have them down, I think the hardest thing to do or to get down is the idea of looking away. Yeah. Every video game you've played up until this point focuses your attention on one spot or two very close together spaces if you're talking about a DS game. So the idea of bringing your eyes to another position is really weird because you don't play games that way. That's something you're not used to. But I will say that the more I did it, the more comfortable I got with it. And I was able to say, hey, even on this break next turn i'm going to be able to shift my eyes down and get that fine shot and then look back up yeah it's the concept of having a rear view mirror when you're driving your car right like your rear rear view mirror is off to the side and so you're looking up there um to see what's behind you although i kind of wish this game had done that where i'm like i have my cockpit view or my spaceship view and i have a rear view mirror view either by like hitting y or a button or shoulder button or i have a display there or i have it on the gamepad like if it was fixed like that i think it would be a little bit more easy i hadn't even thought of that once you pointed that out i can't stop thinking about how awesome that would be but because the but what you run in this game is like in some open battles you hold down your your trigger right Mm -hmm. and like the main view shifts to a third person perspective yep we're going to get to that. Yeah, yeah. No, I do want to point out one more thing before you jump to that one. I think that's a okay. great point to bring up because that is where things get rocky on this trip, yep. I feel, um, is the lock-on camera. No, I, one thing I just want to point out Not is that from Scott. the minute Nintendo unveiled Wii U, right, one of their concept demos. Do you guys remember Shield Pose? Yeah. Yes. So yeah. the coolest thing about Shield Pose to me when I saw it, and someone can, can call this a gimmick or not, and honestly, I don't care, but one thing that did impress me was the idea that on the TV, you have this one view, and on the gamepad, you can actually examine the surrounding area and you were able to see like far left far yeah, right yeah. and ended up not being a fantastic minigame it was part of mm-hmm. uh, Game and Wario which ultimately wasn't one of the better Wario titles right. but the concept was there and I feel like this takes that concept and puts it within the context of you're playing in a flight combat game and you have the ability to really turn and shoot at something while you're still maintaining yep. one mm-hmm. direction. And it's something I like that, that I had part. to fight to the programming of because I'm just so used to flying <laughs> towards this thing I want to shoot at and then take aim. And then I didn't realize until much later, success actually comes from if this phone is the target, I just slammed my phone on the table, <laughs> uh, you want to go at it from the side and just keep it within just that view. So yeah. that, <clears throat> 
you can basically get those shots. Yeah, and it's, it takes, you know, it makes all the sense in the world. Once you start playing and you learn that, you know, aiming and flying are separate, you know, mm-hmm. it, it, it's kind of like, it's something that when you play a tank game, you also have to get used to. Like, if you get good at a tank game, you go forward and you turn your tower to the right and shoot something while you're drifting sideways, right? Das tank. And you can, yeah. that does tank and hoping. <laughs> you can do that, Panzer. You can do that in this game too, where, as you're saying, you're, you're flying around a column, but you're aiming to the right. And what was funny is actually my little, my youngest son picked that up intuitively. Mm-hmm. He's 10. He, he started playing and he ignored the main screen. He just yeah. looked at his gamepad and he had the cockpit view and he was doing great flying around obstacles, objects, and like firing at My them. roommate did the same yeah. thing. Yeah. He just, he picked one screen. I was like, you know, you can look up, right? He's like, no, I got nope. this. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it took a while for him to finally go, oh, I'm going to look up. And okay, so I was up. kind of like, because I want my, I want my big TV, right? It's I want beautiful TV. Big TV yeah. and play it there. I kept on ignoring the better view on the bottom screen. Now the trick is yeah. hit select, right? Yeah, yeah. So actually, and this points out something that you brought up to me, Brian, which is that there are multiple inputs to do the simplest actions in this game, from somersaults, yeah. which are either flick the sticks in opposite directions, or press the X button, I want to say. Yeah, well, it's X and, and like, it's two buttons, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or, yeah. or you can, um, sorry, I, I lost my train of thought, or, for example, in this case, instead of manually moving your head back and forth, you could just hit the minus button on your, on yeah. your Which is weird, right? Like I was saying to you, this is probably one of the first Nintendo games I've played where there's multiple choices for inputs on almost every level, yeah. you know, yeah. or not yeah. not every level. I mean, on every sort of thing you can, every action. A lot of actions. Has, no, or totally. yeah, many, many yeah. actions uh, have two different choices of what you can do. And I found that the flicking the sticks to do barrel rolls or to do um, the loops and or whatever, the Immel men, yeah. Yeah, it like <clears throat> didn't work a hundred out of a hundred times for me, so I stopped mm, using it same, and I yeah. went for button presses for almost every chance I See, got. See, that's weird. I got the touchdown. I've been I've you consistently good. Yeah, you just want to make sure that you glance down at that uh, bar at the at the middle of the screen because yeah. if that is less than half, it won't work. You have to make sure you have enough energy to pull off the right. See, but so if you're boosting, you you you're eating away at that bar. Gotcha. Just point that out there. You but with the buttons, it. it's like you don't you just hit oh, it sure. until it it's works. One or the yeah. other. But so flick the sticks in opposite directions to do the somersault. Pull them both back to do the 180 in all range. Yeah, so yeah. I, I also around. found some sort of finagling with the with the ch- I keep calling it the chicken walker, like the ATST <laughs> the <Yeah>. walker. So, <laughs> From from Star Wars, that, that yeah. little the little robot chicken yeah. that you get to use, because um, to make him jump or levitate, you have to hold down on the yeah. stick. Yeah, right. And stick. like that's just it's just strange to me. Like it's mm-hmm. not bad; it works. It's just not. Mm-hmm. It's not totally intuitive to the way that I, we've been playing video games most of our well, that's lives. That's weird. So. See, I felt it was completely intuitive because yeah, I was, was thinking, I was t- thinking tank, right? In, right. In Star Fox, you pull down to pull up. It's yeah. the pilot controls, yeah. and so I didn't even think twice about the yeah. fact that the chicken can hover by pushing down. I think it's weird no. because you can you also do his dashes by pushing up, yeah. which you have to be on the ground to do. So yeah. sometimes mm-hmm. you'll be floating and you'll want to like dash forward, which you can't, and you'll yeah. push up. So yeah. you know, it, it takes yeah. some getting used to. At least that lines up with our wings and how. How you dash though, yeah. right? You just flick the right stick forward and you're able to boost forward. Which but, I do like. Yeah, but the it's weird because there isn't a consistent language across all the vehicles to a degree. Like take the walker, and we're getting into the minutiae a bit. I do want to talk about target view because that's a really God important point. Yeah. But um in order we so we were talking about how you flick the sticks to do a somersault, or you pull them both back in Arwing mode and you'll basically turn around, you'll turn your ship around uh one eighty style. Do the the maneuver, yeah. Yeah, but if you're in the walker it's not pull back both sticks to turn around. It's actually flick the sticks in opposite directions. Um. So to me, that just strikes me as weird because 
if you're trying to teach someone a consistent way to pilot everything, I feel like the, the, basically the way to do every action, if that vehicle supports it, should be consistent. So I just thought that was an interesting choice yeah. on their part. You wouldn't even know, by the way, that the walker can flip and turn in the other direction that way. In fact, I yeah. showed some people that, and they were like, wait, really? I'm like, yeah. And I don't think the game even told me this was in here. I just tried it, and it worked. Yeah, I also had the issue of transforming the walker back into the R-wing in very tight scenarios. Where all of a sudden, it's, it's like the Austin Powers car type of situation, yeah, yeah. where it's just bashing against all the walls. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's really cool. I, I think that one of the things that really stuck out with this game uh, was the the graphics are kind of like they're torn between being some of the prettier stuff I've seen on Wii U mm-hmm. and then still being very geometrically simple. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's partly because they're tethered to the roots of what the game has always looked like. Yeah. And I think that they are, they have been building on an art style that was decided in 1993. And I think in a lot of ways that's really cool because I, I truly feel like the low poly look is something that's going to start coming back soon. Uh, we, we did our sort of retro revisionist with 2d art styles and mm-hmm. pixel based stuff mm-hmm. for the longest time. And I feel like the, uh, the low poly stuff's going to start coming back. So this game's kind of all over the place when it comes to that kind of stuff because at some points you're like, well, those enemies are just like a collection of small geometric shapes. Triangles. It's, it's triangles yeah. and squares mm-hmm. with triangles mm-hmm. on the side. And then you'll come up to like this huge – like there's this stage where you're fighting around this huge ring. Mm-hmm. And it's just like really pretty looking. Yeah, it's it looks really good. Yeah. Fight. But, yeah, it looks but good. I mean the, the issue they have – and they're, they're, in the, they're not rendering any landscape, right? Yeah. The problem they have is they're rendering the screen twice. Twice, yeah. right? They twice. On the screen twice. 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 <laughs> they do it on the gamepad and on the main screen. <laughs> what are you guys, like Sesame Street? <laughs> One. Whoa. And I think it takes a toll on the system. They're not going to be able to make the geometry as that. complex because they have to do it sure. twice. twice. I did not um, think about that. The other, thing, the other thing, though, that like there, there are some areas that look really pretty. And like mm-hmm. that, the, that halo ring looks really, really cool. And then sometimes you'll fly out of something and it looks really garish because of the colors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like they have like this yeah. brown. It's like the poopoo colored station or something. Mm-hmm. And you're like, why did you choose that? Yeah. Like you could have had like a better lighting effect to make it like sunset. Or yep, something, yep, and that's, yep. that's a, there's some weird unevenness with that. You're right. You when, when stuff starts veering more towards the kind of sepia tone mechanical yeah. side of things, uh, it's less impressive. But when things are bright and colorful, like it's a, yep. it's really a joy yeah. to fly through those stages. So and, speaking of flying, then have you played co-op? Because yes, that's where target we view. Did. We need to we need to hit this target view nail like right now. Mm-hmm. Target view for folks listening is basically a Z targeting concept in this game where you lock onto an enemy. Yeah. Now in some dogfights, this is an enemy like Pigma or an enemy uh, from Star Wolf, essentially. Yeah. Or uh, in the case of bosses, um, some stages you have the option to lock onto the boss to see its position. And in a lot of ways, it works a lot like uh, like it would in Zelda or like it does in Monster Hunter, where mm-hmm. you just quickly glance where something large <laughs> is to just get an idea of, okay, I should not be at this position. But the first boss fight, which is against Androza, um, this big flying fortress, Target sounds, sounds like view. his wife. <laughs> it does. Rosa. Hello. Um, I don't even know where that voice came from. Uh, the fortress beca- goes into target view, and it's not a choice. Yeah. And this is where things start to get hairy. Yep. Because if you're the pilot, 
then the only if you're playing in single player, the only screen you are interested in is the one you're holding in your hands that lets you see forward, and not the one on the TV that shows you the incoming yeah, fire and I, enemies. I felt like a lot of that was sort of be, them being like, "This is the tutorial. It's not always going to be like this, but sometimes it might." Um, and then it doesn't really get into too much of that later on. But you're right. But it's weird how they just they throw you in that in the first stage, which is. Strange to me because this game is largely a sort of reimagining of Star Fox 64, it is, which worked 100%. fundamentally from start to finish without any of this stuff. And I'm not going to call it gimmicky because that's that's mm-hmm. sort of reductive. But um, it's a pretty straightforward shooter with a lot of arcade elements to it. And your focus is uh, is getting on uh, higher scores and stuff like that. You know, And in this game now, instead of me being able to focus on all these different waves, I'm now sort of fumbling between multiple control schemes and camera views. And the lock-on thing I found very disorienting. And I think first time it is. Yeah, and yeah. I think like, you you had mentioned that you had a, after like seven hours you're like I think I got it. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, it took but, two, and then I'm able to really like tear things apart. And yeah. we're gonna have a live stream here on IGN. Like you should definitely check it out closer to the game's launch and the mm-hmm. review. But that's because you're switching the camera. Like my my issue with the lock on camera is sw- like what? so like when it's on the main screen and you mm-hmm. do the lock on, like basically the camera will show you where your enemy is. Maybe it's your objective or it's an mm-hmm. enemy you sure. just locked on, right? And so you've got your your R wing in the middle of the screen but the camera pivots around it. What it feels like is in Grand Theft Auto when you do that drop cam thing. Do you know that? Like you <laughs> yes. hit a button yeah. and your car drives up and you're like, ah, I don't know what view this oh, is. Oh, the and cinematic so, camera. Yeah, yeah, and so you're struggling with like, do That's I go really left or do it. I go right? For yeah. a second, it gets very confusing. I think it would have been cool if the gamepad had shown that camera instead yeah. of the main screen because then you could have said the gamepad is your R2-D2 on top of the ship. He can yeah. look in any direction, right? And he'll show you where to go. Sure. And so then it would have been a grounded view, like, oh, I need to know where Star Wolf is. Let me look at the gamepad, right? Like, but, but so instead, you, what you do co- have the choice to invert them, you, uh, not to cut you off. No, that's what yeah. I'm saying. But like, instead of giving you the choice, I wish it would have been by default on the gamepad for that drop cam for the cinematic. So view. I agree with Altano that I feel like the first time is the worst time in terms mm-hmm. of when they pull this trick on you, and the intent is to just make you more aware of basically this boss has these satellite dishes that fire <laughs> basically straight lasers at yep. you, and by peeking up at the TV, you're able to see when those things are generating and getting ready to fire, and then you're able to boost and pull some coup maneuver. Yeah. And to be mm-hmm. fair to the to at least the design in the game, I feel like that camera looks really cool. Yeah. It's just difficult to control, yeah. and it really shows itself in co-op. co-op. Yeah. So in co-op, when your pilot has made it through this whole stage just fine with you know the camera behind him and the gunner, the person playing on the gamepad is a gunner who is basically swinging back and forth to shoot at enemies. Um, you get to this boss fight and you have to fly under those circumstances without the gamepad to help you, essentially. Now, the one funny thing that happens is, obviously, if I'm trying to pick up a gold ring, I'm leaning over to my friend and going... Uh, so how much further to the left? Yeah, because you can't <laughs> just go. You can't judge this. Because I can't yeah. judge this. I'm like, a little yeah. more? Are you sure? A little yeah. more? So, then I end up pulling up because I don't trust them. I'm like, uh-huh. you're trying to make me crash. Let me ask I'll you guys off. a question then. I mean, like, you look at something like Mario Maker, which absolutely needed the gamepad. Mm-hmm. It, that is a game that was made better by the gamepad. Mm-hmm. I'm not necessarily convinced that the gamepad is something that makes Star Fox Zero a better experience than having just a straightforward, here's a controller, Here's an arcade shooter. Mm. The only thing that the way it works is with the two-player co-op mode. Like being able to not not have your aiming tethered to the direction that the ship is flying yeah. in those levels, I think, is really successful. Sure, so sure. that's yeah. where the gamepad works really, really well. But I agree with you. Like I would have preferred the rear view 
R2D2 cam, whatever, like on the bottom screen yeah. as an as kind of like an optional cool view, even if it was like a wireframe mode or something that points like a star map that points you towards your objective. So that's what I'm saying. I think I, I would have liked that better. Thing yeah. Been, been yeah, cool. yeah. See, so my my experience has been I actually like how it plays with it. I feel okay. like because of it, I'm able to prioritize and plan when I'm going through these stages. I mean, the best Star Fox stages are like roller coasters. There's this amazing one later in the campaign. Cover your ears now if you don't want to hear the name of it or what happens in it. I'm giving you a second to do that. So there is a stage called Sector Gamma, I believe, later in the in the in in the campaign. Spoilers over. The phase one <laughs> is called Blasting Through, and you are going at hyper speed through a stage, and it is awesome. Like everything about it, everything's flying at you really quickly. You have to make very quick decisions and just shoot at enemies fast. And it feels like the culmination of having many levels under your belt yeah. where you were able to get your bearings about this right. control scheme. It is, it's a great part of that campaign to me, and I feel like it's, it's awesome. By the way, we're allowed to talk about the stage in case you're like, wow, why are you doing that? No, we actually have permission. But um, I just feel like the idea, put spoilers over, I feel like the uh, idea of multitasking is just such a demanding setup. Right. And you really have to either stick with it and get it down and get really good at it. Like I feel like I have, I will say that, or you're just going to get turned off by it yeah. at the end of the day. And I feel like, to me, that is the most divisive part of this entire experience, but, is watching different people approach it and say, either I'm going to stick with this to see how far I can go with it or or not. Yeah, but by the way, the, the levels where it works really well are the space kind of free roaming, like space dog battle, fighting dog stuff. fighting yeah. stages, yeah. right? Like where you uh, have to shoot down a number of enemies or you're battling someone. And like somebody will get behind you. And in the old game, you kind of got an indicator that somebody is shooting you uh, at you by the camera pulling back a little bit and showing you someone. Right. In this one, it's a little <laughs> bit more up to you to notice and like do the uh, do the, the other view yeah. to zoom out and go, oh, the guy's behind me. And you yeah. can actually align your ship and then do a you loop a lot of beeping him. coming out of the gamepad. I saw some people complaining, but the sound primarily from your cockpit, so and that includes voices from other characters. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah that's all right. The VO. Yeah, yeah. yeah, all the VO, mm-hmm. and specifically, like, there are alarming uh, alarms and beeps that go off if someone's behind you. Mm-hmm. And where the camera is placed, especially in uh, all range mode, you're able to see enemies get in there in a way that you pretty much weren't in older Star Fox games. But not in when you're doing a dogfight, you're not sure where the enemy is, and so it becomes really important to do the zoomed-out view, the, the 3D the third person camera like Mm -hmm. I wanted to see I wanted to always get my enemy behind me you know, make sure they're right behind me. Then, then I did a loop yeah. behind yeah. them and then targeted oh, them. Yeah, boom, no. lock it's on. It's such a satisfying you know. feeling. Yeah, yeah. Right? yeah it feels off really the loop good. And you yeah. get behind them and you fire. And then there are other stages where you're able to do that. And yeah. that works really well with that camera setup. Again, like oh, the, the I don't, lock on? I don't think that you need the bottom gamepad screen yeah. for that. That could have been done just on the top. See, one. I just think the first boss fight shouldn't have forced it so hard. And yeah. I feel like yeah. that is, you know, the first level of any game is is a make it or break it experience for you, right? It really does spell out how you feel. And if you're willing to continue, and I feel like a lot of people are going to get to that boss fight, they're going to get frustrated. And then when you get to the harder version of that boss fight, which is uh, Aqua, I forget the the name. Man, that thing does not play around. But I can proudly say at this table, I beat in under a minute and 50 seconds because I finally got it down. Where I'm like, okay, this is exactly what I need to do. This is how I should pinpoint my runs. And I took that thing out. And I think that's most people's experience with the controls will be that I don't think... 
there will be a huge number of people who say this makes this game, it makes it so much better. I think there will also conversely be a very small number of people who say I can't play this game because the control setup is too confusing. I mm -hmm. think people will dig the game based on the strength of the missions and and like just the fun of well, dogfighting. And the replayability of it all. Yeah. Like, do you at but least find yourself uh, playing <laughs> levels over and over? Because I do. I, I'll finish the stage and be like, I could do that better. Yeah. yeah. And that's been my attitude a lot with this Ooh. thing. And I feel like that's the reason why I've I've kind of been standing up for it a little more around here. Yeah, you I feel see, like some folks... You see medals, too. Like, you want to go back and, like, oh, get yeah. them. Like, you fly by something. You're like, ah, oh, there was a medal in there. Yeah, and that's how you yeah. open up the branching paths and diagonals mm -hmm. and stuff in like Fortuna, that. In Fortuna, there are these eggs placed on the sides, and they almost look like Yoshi eggs. And I'm just like, okay, I want to figure out how to get Don't, uh, don't tell this. us. No, I'm not going to tell you, but I'll tell you, I shot every single one I thought I saw, yeah. and I was disappointed. Because <laughs> uh. I wasn't sure if that was the criteria or not, or maybe if I missed yeah. one. But uh, regardless, I will say I've I just had a lot of fun going back to it. Um, yeah. and, you know, if you're on the fence about it, definitely wait for the review. Wait to see more. But there, the stages are better than you think. And then you know, I'd say our wing still feels the best to me. I do oh, like yeah. the I like the landmaster. That's uh, a tank mm -hmm. with a nice hover ability and all that. Yep. And then the chicken walker I thought was really twitchy. Like I accidentally. Um, uh, strafed a bunch in the heat of battle, like which it it seems very touchy. The one, the one vehicle that gets kind of short shrifted is the 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 copter, right? Oh, the gyro the, wing. The yeah. gyro wing. It actually, I mean, it controls well. It feels good, but it's kind of a slower moving drone. Yeah, it yeah. has some has cool ability. Obviously, and it's a slow moving level. I mean, I like it because it puts the brakes on yeah. the campaign because you're like, okay. Roller coaster, roller coaster, roller coaster. Yeah, yeah. Okay, slow things down. This is more like slow teacups. And it's not. It wasn't <laughs> you know? as bad. Like you remember Take the break. You remember the bad submarine level, obviously yeah. from yeah. Everyone hates that. It's yeah. not that. It's not like a bad level like that. It just slows things down. It's it's like there's no time limit. Well, the you, design you know, on a lot of it's weak to me. Like I one of my one of the, my biggest like eyesores, and maybe it's just because it's an early level in the campaign. But you'll see like you know those huge robots that throw the beams at yeah. you. Yeah. You'll see them patrolling between two bombs, and it's like, oh yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> it's just like, it's one of those, like, this is a video game moment where you're yeah. like, uh, like, you guys don't lean on these kind of things. This, to me, says you you just didn't figure this out, or yep. maybe you thought it was helpful, but I think that's weak. Like, what it do looks you mean? Weak. They're guarding weak. the bombs. Clearly. They're like, so close, in fact, that they ride right up to it, and then they, they turn around they're, quietly. They're not the type of bombs you can pick up. They're the kind of bombs that blow up. Well, you can pick them up, but you'll get you'll No, get no, I mean, I mean, they're not your bomb restock for the ship. Oh, got yeah, it, got yeah, it. Not the okay. little B icons. Yeah, and, no. and the gyro wing, just to close this out, too, is uh, obviously a slower-moving craft, but you're able to pick up bombs using the direct eye. The little robot part is charming. It's, it's cute it's great. for its own thing. I it's love, like, I love that. deactivated. And again, it's little Rob, right? And you get, um, <laughs> you get that first-person view on the gamepad. I really like that. That, that felt cool because... Because like the gamepad then becomes the extension of the hmm. of of the robot, whereas like you can still keep your sh yeah. an eye on your ship, whether it's being attacked on the top. Mm -hmm. Like that to me was successful use of the gamepad. That's changed too. I remember when we last played this. Uh, I think at E three, you were able to drag uh, as the direct eye. You were able to drag the gyrocopter to the left. If yeah, you couldn't reach like this bottle. You just keep pulling it until yeah, you it was like it. a ah, claw you can, machine. You, you can it. still draw <laughs> drag it. You can oh, as the robot. Able to. You can Whenever still drag it to the slack, side. Yeah. It runs back up there. No. No, 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 no. You can drag it. Yeah. Okay, cool, yeah. cool.
All right. Well, uh, we've got a good, we definitely got more for the show, but you've got to go. Uh, so thank you so much. Thanks. You're going to, to see Hamilton. I'm yeah, jealous. Yeah, I'm going to go to New York. It's going to be fun. I'm going to eat and drink time. a lot. And yeah. uh, uh, I, I haven't figured go out a way a, how I can bring Star Fox and Star Fox Guard in my Wii U with me. Just but, bring it on uh, the plane. Yeah. They, got, they yeah. got plugs and stuff? Or yeah. are the kids going to go set. crazy? Yeah. Uh, go to John's Pizza in the, in the village. Nice. Do it. It's good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we, got, we got it all mapped out. We'll go into like everything. Okay, right. we'll go there. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're going to Momofuku too, and that's not an insult. When to you're you. done with that, go to John's Pizza. It's all my right. favorite pizza in New York City. time this week we have to have a much shorter show but if you want to support us first of all you can head on over to your ios device and download the ign app check it out we have videos news stories everything you want to see secondly you can write a review head on over to itunes or email us at nbc at ign.com you can find pear schneider at pear ign you can find brian altano at agent bizzle or you can find myself jose underscore otero on twitter thanks a lot for listening and we'll be back next week with more nintendo voice chat